Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Kate. This is a very special episode with our very own injury expert, Matthew Betts, at the Fantasy PT on Twitter. Uh, we are going to be breaking down all of the Week 8 injury news, uh, the waiver wire pickups to make. There's so much going on right now. I feel like we're going to spend the majority of this podcast talking about uh, the 49ers. Betts, is that right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we can just sip, skip the podcast. You could just say every single 49ers <laughs> player is currently injured. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk yeah. a lot more about that in detail today. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody, if you have not checked out our website, please check out ballblastfootball.com. Check out patreon.com slash ballblast. We've got lots of extra content for our Patreon subscribers. Um, Bets, what do we do? We are uh, here. We're entering week nine. We need to start like stacking up some depth for our fantasy football playoffs, but we can't even keep our, our normal starters on our fantasy team. So let's just let's dive in. Um, it, it, let's rip off the bandaid here. Let's start off by talking Thursday night football because this week we've got the 49ers, who we have already mentioned, and we've got the Green Bay Packers, who have uh, now had a positive COVID test with. AJ Dillon, who did play Sunday against the Vikings, and now he's uh, had some potential exposure to Jamal Williams. He has been ruled out. We have Aaron Jones with a calf injury. He is questionable. What does this mean for the Packers, and how do we handle this? Are you? I mean, we have to place our, our waiver wire ads today. Tyler Irvin time. <laughs> by default it has to be yeah it's it's such a bummer right like aaron jones and typically this would be a smash spot obviously getting just all the work but yeah i don't project him to play this week it's a short week remember he entered that calf a couple weeks ago and it makes sense you know the packers are just a conservative medical staff in general which sometimes is good and for aaron jones specifically on a short week i doubt we see him giving him that extra you know quote-unquote mini bye weeks after the uh, the thursday night football game to get healthy so they're down their top three running backs so it does leave tyler irvin and dexter williams as the two backs that will play um this thursday night now we don't really know what the split's going to be tyler irvin has been more involved, so to speak, from being active, getting a few touches. He's sort of a, a scat back type of, of running back that gets the ball in space. And then Dexter Williams is kind of more of your classic, you know, in between the tackles type of runner. So I don't know what we're going to see. I have no idea how to project that workload, but I do know Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are going to come out and absolutely smash this week. Yeah. What's better than the wide receiver one for the week? Because I think that's what we could officially dub. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Uh, Devontae Adams. Now let's, uh, let's talk about the other side of the football, the 49ers. So, uh, I mean, this, this offense, uh, you know, it started off with Tevin Coleman knee injury. Then we had Raheem Mostert. Uh, we had Jeff Wilson. Uh, now we have George Kittle out with a foot fracture. We've got Jimmy Garoppolo with an ankle. Um, 
really the only starter. Oh, sorry, Debo Samuel with a hamstring. Yep, um, just keep going. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> I, is there any is there any asset that you feel safe, you know, locking into your lineup this week? You have Jamal uh, Jamichael Hasty, who uh, should I, you know project to see the the bulk of the touches this week against a Packers run defense that hasn't done much. Do you feel comfortable with any of these guys in your lineup? Yeah, when you kind of break it down, you know, you look at the overall scheme and the overall situation, right? They're down Jimmy Garoppolo with the high ankle sprain. He's going to miss potentially six weeks or longer, and, and that's essentially the fantasy football season. So Nick Mullins is the guy. Now, Nick Mullins looked pretty decent in relief last week for Jimmy G. Um, certainly the the Seattle Seahawks just give it up through the air, so it's not like it was a difficult matchup. But all that said, I'm not that worried about the short to intermediate passing game for the Niners because I don't want to put this out there and people come attack me, but Jimmy G essentially fits the scheme of what his head coach wants to do. Right. And so Nick Mullins came in and essentially replaced him and looked just as good as Jimmy D did, if not better. So you're telling me I'm still confident in Brandon Ayuk uh, in his role there with Debo Samuel out this week. And then in the backfield, for sure, uh, if you're looking at, at the pieces there, certainly Jamichael Hasty is the the favorite, like you said, to lead the team in touches, in snaps this week. And, you know, Exhibit A, Dalvin Cook last week, this Green Bay run defense is absolutely atrocious. So I think Jamichael Hasty is certainly in play this week. I'll probably have him ranked as like a back-end RB2 with uh, Jarek McKinnon probably more as like a flex type of play if you need to play him this week. So those are the three guys that I'm looking at on the Niners side of the ball. And then if you're absolutely, absolutely desperate for a tight end, which in today's landscape, we all are, especially with George Kittle now going down, Jordan Reed. <laughs> it's such a weird year when Jordan Reed is like a he's hot your, wire He's your up. break glass in case of emergency option. Jordan Reed. Yes. Now it is worth noting. He, he is still currently on, on injured reserve uh, with a knee injury. He has been designated to return. So they have 21 days to get him back in the lineup. If you guys recall, he in, injured the knee in week three. So we haven't seen him for quite some time. So uh, he's not a player that I would play this week. I just think when you're looking season long down the stretch, Jordan Reed could be a surprise like back end tight end one to finish the season, which, you know, if you would have told me I was saying that sentence two months yeah. ago, I said you're out of your mind. So he 2020, here we are. Yeah. Oh, it's so 2020. Um, what about Ross Dwelly? Do you uh, put any stock at uh, week three against the Giants had uh, four targets, four receptions, 49 yards, uh, played 81% of offensive snaps that week in the absence of George Kittle. Are we, uh, I, I'm I'm dropping a little fab on Ross Dwelly in some of my dynasty leagues. He's been available across the board. Is he an option or are you just no? In season long leagues, not really. Um, in dynasty, certainly, you know, deeper bench, like it's certainly worth a, a speculative ad. But there was a big chunk of time last year, if you remember, where George Kittle missed because of lingering ankle issues, uh, a groin injury, etc. And you know, Dwelly basically got the opportunity. There was a couple of games where he played 91% of the snaps, uh, 90%, 70%. And in those games, his highest yardage output was 29 yards. So it's it's a dart throw that you're just hoping he finds the end zone, essentially, if he gets uh, the tight end one role there without George Kittle. I will say they do have a nice upcoming schedule for your fantasy football playoffs. Let's move on. Let's head out east to Calvin Ridley. Let's talk about Atlanta left. Uh, that game with a left midfoot sprain out projected at least two weeks. Um, it, X-rays came back negative, which is a good thing. But um, what does this mean? It, you know, 
for his return? Um, are you trusting, you know, the Russell Gage in the, you know, the interim? What do you project for this team? Does Hayden Hurst get a bump? What are we talking? Yeah, for, for Calvin Ridley, uh, it is going to be a multi-week absence. And I think people sort of saw the initial report that just said, uh, this is an ankle injury. And then all of a sudden, everyone else said, oh, no, this is a midfoot sprain. And I just want to caution people in general first before we talk about the team. When when the sideline reporters get the information from the team, it is released by the team's PR staff. So they don't really truly know like the diagnosis yet. So everyone that was saying like, oh, it's just a little ankle sprain, like no big deal. No, this is a Liz Frank injury. And this is something that could keep him out longer than people think. So obviously he's out this week. Then they get the bye week after that. Then it's it's kind of up in the air, right? If this is like a grade one injury, typically those take at least three weeks, sometimes up to like four. Like it, it takes a little while to get back from a midfoot sprain. So I'm not super, super confident that we see him in two weeks. We'll find out, but that's the absolute minimum. And then from there, you know, it's just a matter of, of what you project for this offense. They're playing with a ton of volume, one of the highest uh, passing offenses in the league. So certainly I think Russell Gage is in play if you need a flex play this week. And Hayden Hurst, to me, he is running more routes recently. He is on the field a lot more, and he is kind of coming into his own, so to speak. But he's in that range where you just don't get excited. It's like tight end 10 to 12. And you're like, yeah, maybe he finds the end. So maybe not. <laughs> so it doesn't change a lot for me as far as his role, but I think Russell Gage will become an every down player for the Falcons here. Love it. All right. Let's head back out West to the Rams. Daryl Henderson. He is on a bye this week as is Cooper cup wide receiver. Um, Daryl Henderson was listed last week on the injury report with a, uh, I believe it was a hip injury or no thigh, correct? Thigh. Thigh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, listed on the injury report last week, did exit last week's game uh, in week eight with, you know, presumably the same injury. We don't necessarily have a, a night, a diagnosis at this point, but they get a buy. How worried are you that he could potentially miss some time? I'm not super worried about uh, Daryl Henderson at this point. And the only reason I say at this point is because we're not going to get a ton of information with the team on buy. They're not really required to submit um, an injury report and they're not really required to submit updates throughout the week. So we're kind of left guessing, but the bye week could not have come at a, a better time for him and for the Rams in general with Henderson battling that injury. So we'll see how he does coming out of the bye week at this point. I'm not su- like too concerned. We could see him miss a game or two, but this doesn't look like anything that's super serious. That'll keep him out for multiple weeks. So we'll kind of find out what happens here uh, after the week nine bye. Yeah, I think uh, Daryl Henderson is somebody interesting too, because he is one of these sort of fringe players that, you might have seen uh, they, he might pop up on your waiver wire this week, considering the buy, considering the injury. And he's a guy that I would be interested to add just, you know, in the fact that he's, he's definitely been, you know, one of the more explosive players in that offense. Um, how about Cooper cup? So he landed on uh, like a, his hand wrist awkwardly on Sunday. Um, didn't exit the game, but you know, looked hyperextended, not, not necessarily a comfortable situation, but uh, he's been a guy that's been on your uh, notes here on Twitter. Guys, follow him at the fantasy PT. Cause you would have read it there first. Uh, tell us what we're concerned about with Cooper cup and how that might affect his outlook moving forward. Yeah. Cooper cup is in an extremely tricky situation for the next probably 
three to four days. Now we're recording this on Tuesday at noon. We have not heard anything yet from the team in regards to the status of Cooper cup. And like we just said with Daryl Henderson, because they're on by, they're not really required to submit a lot of additional information. So it really is intriguing and, and kind of here's the breakdown. So he landed on his wrist, his wrist kind of hyperextends backwards, which can lead to a minor wrist sprain. It can also lead to a fracture in the wrist and specifically the scaphoid bone, which is right at the base of your thumb is a bone that when fractured is a, a pretty big deal. And here's why. The, the blood supply to the area is pretty poor. And so you can ha often have um, an injury there or a fracture that doesn't heal the way it's supposed to with a normal casting um, type of situation, which will take about six to eight weeks. It takes longer than that to heal if it is fractured, and then usually it requires surgery. So this is a situation where for Cooper Cup, until we see otherwise, we kind of have to wait and see. But he could be out like a week or two with a minor sprain. He could miss no games with just a, a sore wrist. He could also miss like 12 weeks with a fracture in his wrist. So we, we truly don't know. But I'm kind of monitoring really, really closely the beat reporters there for the Rams and trying to keep my, um, what's the saying? Like keep your nose to the grindstone <laughs> or something like that Well, you <laughs> with, know what? with the news coming out of LA because it's such a fluid situation at this point in time. And I'll say, you know, something that, uh, maybe people haven't considered to this point and maybe because this has been one of the more, uh, you know, less talked about injuries from the week eight slate. Maybe this is the time to go make an offer for Robert Woods before this concern uh, inflates and, and people are, uh, you know, sort of on the lookout and, and psyched for Robert Woods. Go make some offers. Um like how about Kenny Galladay with a hip injury? No formal diagnosis for him, but uh, he has had a non-contact hip injury. Don't like that. Um, out for week nine. Do we know what to expect, especially that, you know, since we don't have a, a true diagnosis? It's hard to say right now, but based off what I saw on uh, in the game, it looked like more of a muscle strain type of situation. So that really depends on the severity. You know, if you're looking at a grade one, it's about a week to, to two weeks. Grade two, you're looking at two to four weeks. And then grade three is anything longer than that. But I suspect right now we can kind of assume this is a moderate to mild type injury. But, you know, the the Lions, they come from, you know, Matt Patricia comes from the Patriots uh, previously. And they are very, very hush-hush with all of their injuries. So it's really hard to project what uh, what is going to be the situation here with Kenny Galladay? Like I said, could be a short-term deal, could also be a multi-week absence. We just need to kind of wait and see what happens here moving forward. Yeah, Marvin Jones, definitely worth a speculative ad. Had a nice outing in week eight with two touchdowns. Uh, he He's definitely worth a, a second glance on your waiver wire pickups. Uh, let's talk about Indy. So we've got a couple injuries here. I'm going to start with the one I don't care about as much. Uh, T.Y. Hilton with a groin strain, <laughs> likely out for week nine. Um, this doesn't really matter for your fantasy teams because uh, if you've been playing T.Y. Hilton, you're probably not in in consideration for your league's playoffs. Is that right? Yeah, he's harsh. Been it's been bad. His best finish so far this year in terms of a weekly finish at the finish at the wide receiver position, wide receiver 35. The rest of them have been wide receiver 50 or worse. Yeah, wow. He's, he's not even worth adding anymore in any leagues. He only played 36% of the snaps last week when leaving early. It's just not a player you can rely on for the rest of the season. No. And he's, he's, you know, racked up 40 targets so far in the, the season. Uh, you would think that would amount to something, but it has not. Uh, but it might be interesting. So we've seen, you know, Trey Burton get pretty involved over the last few weeks. So if they are looking for a pass catcher, um, definitely, definitely keep him in mind. 
uh, as you're, you're combing through your waiver wires. He's uh, had a few touchdowns. He's been utilized as a rusher. Uh, go figure. He's, he's touched the ball more than I feel like this one running back has. And I need to talk. We need to dedicate this, this section of the podcast to uh, John Holmkamp, uh, the resident <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor truther. Uh, we were so excited for this guy, Jonathan Taylor, to come out and absolutely ball out behind this Colts offensive line. Hasn't done it. Hasn't gotten much of anything done. Um, you know, we've seen Jordan Wilkins, Naeem Hines, uh, Trey Burton <laughs> look better on their rushing attempts than we've seen Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then the coach comes out and says, oh, he's he's got a little bit of an ankle injury. Uh I don't know what a little bit of an ankle injury is. Can you break that diagnosis down? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's not a, a lot of an in- ankle injury. It's just a little bit of one. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. But if you watch him run, I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, but when I watch him, like he just doesn't look the same. And I think people have been questioning, like, is it his vision? Is something going on that we don't know about, like this ankle injury? Or is he just having a tough time adjusting to the NFL? And it's probably a, maybe a little bit of all three of those. But certainly there's some merits to this injury when you look at a player that's of that high caliber that performed that well in college that has this type of situation in front of him with it's essentially no other competition besides Naheem Hines and now Trey Burton the goal line back but regardless this definitely matters as far as what we can expect in the short term I'm not projecting any sort of major setback or prolonged absence for Jonathan Taylor but I think we know the truth now right like Jonathan Taylor is not a top 15 running back for fantasy football as of now, now that could change down the stretch if things get healthy and the offensive line gets sorted out and they give him the goal line work and all that sort of stuff. But I think anyone expecting differently at this point is just not willing to see the truth. Um, and to me, you know, Jordan Wilkins, he's rostered in just 3% of Yahoo leagues is probably one of the top waiver wire ads uh, of the week because the offensive of, of uh, coaching staff there came out after the game, talking to the media, talking all about Jordan Wilkins, who got 20 carries last week. So I really do think this is going to be Jordan Wilkins, a little bit of Naheem Hines, and then just Jonathan Taylor kind of sprinkled in for the next week or two until he gets healthy. Last but not least, let's talk about uh, one injury that might not be totally relevant for uh, your fantasy leagues, but hey, this could be worth a a speculative ad for uh, some of your deeper dynasty leagues. Adam Humphreys left last week with a concussion. Absolutely monstrous blow to the head. So scary. Um, he was uh, eventually carted off. Um, he did not look good after that hit. No, it was really scary. And he is a player that probably won't play this week. The reason I say that is, you know, sometimes you'll see these guys with a concussion uh, be able to play the next week. However, when the player goes into what we call posturing, and you'll see them kind of like flex their arms and everything gets rigid, essentially it's a sign of a more serious brain injury. And typically that will result in a multi-week absence because of the concussion. So yeah, really, really scary situation. Obviously wishing him the best and a quick recovery. But I think it's probably safe to project him to miss at least this week, which could open up a little bit more uh, target volume for guys that we want to play in fantasy, guys like A.J. Brown, Johnny Smith, uh, etc. How are we feeling about, uh, no, this is, like I said, this is for the deepest of your dynasty leagues and uh, maybe some of your, your DFS GPP plays. Uh, any thoughts on Khalif Raymond as a possible uh, possible superstar in the weeks to come? Potentially. No. He's, he's the guy that only needs like one or two catches to kind of break a long one and find the end zone. But 
Are you going to project that this week against Chicago? Probably not. So it's it's a dart throw. I do think he's probably worth an add in, in Dynasty Leagues. They've kind of been using him a little bit more here and there, but it's more of a speculative bench stash at this point. I don't think we can really plug him in our lineups uh, quite right. yet. We'll see. I, I will take that. Um, I'm still gonna, I'm going to place the the waiver wire claims because you know what it, times are tough and and you just never know what you're going to get, especially in 2020. Um, anything else that we need to cover, bets? I think that was it. I think the only other update actually that I'm, I'm thinking of it. Gardner Minshew going to miss this week. We already got the word that he will not start against the Texans, uh, battling a broken thumb as well as some injured ligaments in his thumb. And people may be worried about this being sort of a new injury. This apparently they've known about for a couple of weeks and he's been able to play through it. So it's not like he's um, at a, a risk potentially of not being able to play a- again this season. I think it's just kind of getting to a point where he's having soreness and they're, they're sitting down to let it recover. So we'll see how long he misses, but certainly that has to give you a ton of pause for guys like um, DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, et cetera there. Well, we have uh, looked at the Jacksonville offense. It's, it's definitely been struggling. Gardner Minshew has been struggling. Is this maybe why? Potentially. It, it certainly could be, you know, we don't really know the severity of, of what's going on. Um, your thumb, you know, as a quarterback is just super important for gripping the football and be able to get that grip and deliver it with accuracy certainly could be a concern. And we've seen Gardner Minshew play better in previous weeks early in the season and certainly play last year. So uh, it definitely could be a factor here for Gardner. I love it. All right. We will head out. Everybody be sure to uh, follow bets on Twitter at the fantasy PT. You can follow me at FF ball blast and please go ahead. Check out ballblastfootball.com for all of your uh, fantasy football needs. We've got so much content week by week rankings, all of this good stuff. Uh, we've got all of that and more some betting content, really, really beefing things up at the site. So please check that out. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. See you next week.